him, though. That's what really I wanted to ask. The Lonely Island. You think of all islands as kind of lonely. Do you really want to hear the story? Yes, please. I do, I do okay. too. I do a real short version, which is just basically it was what we called the apartment we lived on, on Olympic, with all the traffic. It was a sarcastic name from a sarcastic Tennessee Williams-style sketch we did about the apartment. Akiva wrote a one-act play. God damn, I wish I had a time machine oh, to see that so action. <laughs> yeah, no, to take back my question. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were gonna say to murder Hitler. <laughs> no, I no, would no. not. You know, people always fucking want to murder Hitler with their time machine, right? <laughs> but then I feel if I got back there, I'd be afraid of falling under the spell of his fucking beautiful eyes. It's true. You want oratory? Be locked in the gaze. Yeah, and then I join the fucking party. That's knowing his me. thing. He gives you his full attention. You're like, whoa, All wait right. a minute. Maybe there's Norm, something I'm to this guy. <laughs> No, but before you ask another serious Believe question, it or not, they're telling on. us to wrap it up. I don't exactly <laughs> okay. I don't know why to. you guys. Expectations are high here. Look, we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. Here's my statement this week. All right, Dave, you listening? I'm listening. All right, here's my statement. My team has not been great this year, okay? But if you go back to okay. the if you <laughs> thanks, Joe. If you go back to the beginning of this of this league, uh, I'm oh, in Jesus. Are we doing this already? I am in the upper quadrile of winners oh, God. that were in the top quadrile of that upper quadrile. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. All right, the quadrials have been just I don't even know how to respond to that. Hey, here's what I know. You are hosting this podcast this evening and putting on for the entertainment of others well, your team may be the worst of all time, and I appreciate that. You know, and I'll have to go back and look at that, but it could very well be the worst I, of all time. I can't disagree. Well, look, uh, let's make some history this year. No matter what kind of history it is, let's make some history. And you and Aaron Rodgers together, right? You guys are tumbling oh, down one I'm big – uh, I'm linked to him and his ayahuasca and, you know, weirdness and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, no question about it. Now, <clears throat> just a reminder to everyone, I could finish with just one win for the whole season, lowest points. That doesn't make me the loser of the league. No matter what, five other mofos are going to have to get into the toilet bowl and we'll fight it out there. And anything can happen at that point in time. In fact, um, I'm pretty sure maybe Joe would look at this at some point in time that the low point person in the league is actually never finish last in the toilet bowl. Uh, Joe, do you know if that's true or not? I don't know, but I want to say that could actually be true. So it could be a good omen for me. Like, you know, the blind squirrel thing. I'll find the win. You just really need one win in the toilet bowl. You're usually good. Well, and, and let's, let's be honest. Let's see who's listening to this podcast. You have to continue playing through the end, no matter who you are, because it matters. And I think some people that miss the playoffs – stop changing their lineup, and then they end up with team names like Vagina Breath. It's not good. I, I, I don't know that we've ever had that in this league. I think everyone, because of the shame uh, portion of it, I think everyone's played to the end. And even if we didn't have the shame thing, they just would. Uh, Ernesto might have kind of given up at one point. That's yeah. And maybe Vince. And maybe Dennis Vince. is threatened to put his whole team on waivers multiple times so there's I, that i think a couple of years ago didn't he drop like his entire team dave and you had to go in and put them back on his roster i did i uh much like i tell my son if he doesn't brush his teeth i'll pull them all fucking out 
I, I put him back on his lineup, and that will be the one and only time we do that. That was quite the controversy, <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, let's get into uh, last week and the, the host of games last week. So uh, two things we're going to cover this week is what happened last week. Rather than an outlook for this week, we are going to declare which are playoff teams and which are not, and then we're going to mash that up with uh, at some point with what we said in the preseason. And then once we decide the playoffs, we're going to see who got closer on this whole thing. All right, so the first game last week, the Drunken Tailgaters – Seven and two beating the Huddle Hussy 84. Uh, she had a terrible week last week, which I think is two bad weeks in a row now. I think the week before was terrible for her. I mean, again, uh, as, it, as it should be, right? Like, you can't lose three top players and, and just make it up. That's that, that's really tough, right? When you lose Jamar Chase, Brees Hall, and Njoku, who had been a top five wide receiver or uh, tight end. That's that's really tough. And I think yeah, I'll, if I could chime in on that, um, in week six, Kristen had 158 points. Week seven, she had 176. And over the last two weeks, to Dave's point, uh, down to 98 and then 84 this past week. Um, yeah, so the, the obviously losing those players has an impact, no doubt. As the Bengals go, so goes Kristen's team, plus the lost players, no doubt, uh, play into it. It's a shame she has to have that Dawson Knox. He's not a very good tight end. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then on the other side, on on Brian's tailgaters, it's uh, – I know Foreman didn't have a good week this week, but you probably all saw what he did last night. I think he scored another 20-something. And Kenneth Walker apparently is the second coming of – you know, who fucking knows? But Seattle runs the ball a lot. Um, I still think they're a great team. I know you disagree, Michael, but. I've decided the drunken tailgaters are the cold play of our fantasy football league. You can't argue with cold play success, but it's just not that fun to have anything to do with it. That's all, Dave. Yeah. All right. when, you got, when you got Mahomes putting up 35. Walker, I think Dave called it a couple weeks ago and said Walker's going to be a stud with 27, Justin Jefferson with 25. You're, you're not going to lose. I mean, he's he's putting up shit. Fremming is putting up uh, 130 points a week on average. Tough to beat. Our next game, this is the one that Dave and I bet on, double or nothing, so – had I won in this matchup between the Lincoln County Warlords and Timberwolf Ted, I'd have $200. Instead, I have zero. Uh, the Teds had complete and total, for the second week in a row, I might add, complete and total roster malpractice. Well, you, you did see that, that John didn't play a kicker to make up for him not playing a defense, right? Actually, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. No, he, he did that on purpose, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Just out of to be fair. Yeah. You don't think so? I mean, his kicker played. He got seven points. And he was why, in the lineup. Why does why did the Teds not have a defense last week? Let's just say that that uh Todd is spending an extended amount of time in Houston for some some help uh down there with our friends that are still working at the Chronicle and he probably didn't check his accounts. Dave, you said the, exact and he's Canadian and he's with Canadian. Our, hey, and with our friends that are still working at the Chronicle, that's, that's a good omen. Anyway, the Cowboys were on a buy and he left him in his lineup. So there that's you go. I'm telling you. And Dave, I will not accept that excuse. You said the same exact thing last week with more detail than you just offered here. Not much what more. What do you want to I don't know why the fuck he didn't change his lineup. And I edited it out last week because I thought he doesn't need that shared. So don't blame Houston. He was home the whole week. There's no good excuse for this. Uh, Ted's, I've been behind you. I've thrown my full support at you. It takes all of, what, one minute to review your lineup every week? One minute. Come on, Ted's. Don't be a dick. Do better. I can't bet on him this week. I don't know which matchup we're going to bet on, Dave, but it will not involve the Ted's. I have a bad taste in my mouth because John was just ready to be beaten. 
94 points to Ted's 84. Good Lord. Oh, hey, he also had, if I can, he had Tyler Higby and Robert Woods in this lineup. And you guys are giving me shit for Cade Otten at tight end. Cade <laughs> Otten actually scored a fucking touchdown this past week. Well, t- Tyler Higby has been relatively good. I, I don't know what happened Whoa. last week. No, Ertz is always the play over Higby. I think he had Higby maybe sitting in the lineup for a couple weeks. No. So, yeah, you're right. So, Higby's been bad the last two weeks. Prior to that, he was 14, 10, 17, and 11. He's yeah. got Zach Ertz on his bench. Right, that's you're what I'm saying. about male practice. Yes. No, I agree. Ertz has been doing much better than Higby. Here's Ertz this season, Dave. 11, 15, 10, 16, 10, 14, 6, 13, 15. He's a good 15-point tight end. It probably puts him in the upper seven or eight tight ends in football this year. Look, I've met a lot of people that are good at fantasy football. None of them are Canadian or fishermen, so that's the problem right there. But the, the, the point is that Ted's win if he puts Ertz in his lineup and, 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 starts a kick, and, and puts a starting kicker in. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, the, the kicker's on John's side. He puts a starting defense in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, anyway. You get the what point. Was looking so funny about John's, uh, I thought he was going to lose, and uh, because he he has three running backs for the Falcons on his roster. In fact, his two starting runner backs running backs are both Atlanta Falcons, and he's got Cor- Cordell Patterson on his bench. He put Patterson on the bench. He played the other two. Patterson alone ends up scoring two more points than his two other ones that are in the active lineup did last week. They came in with uh, fifteen. Patterson with 17, and 17. he should have lost. Why do you need three running backs for the Falcons either? What well, so that? here's the deal, and this is this is on John. Patterson wasn't playing until that morning, and John was probably too drunk to really understand that. <laughs> he did say he, um, because the Astros had won the World Series uh, the night that Saturday night, so he did claim it had to do with uh, sleeping in after being up really late with the Astros World Series win. Mancini playing behind the runner at first. He goes, and the pitch is lifted to right by Cass. Long run for Tucker, over toward the line, and foul territory. Makes the catch, and the Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. I don't don't buy that, but anyway. Of course, no. Maybe, maybe. Fantasy football, manage your team at all costs. End of the day, John wins. The Ted's lose. John is still in the middle of the playoff hunt, and the Ted's are struggling. All right, next matchup, uh, Dennis with another subpar week with 113 points. Doesn't matter, even when you have a subpar week, when you're going against the mighty Sankeys with 72, it was never even in question. Say what you like. I don't even know what to say about this team anymore. Uh, this freaking uh, – I'll give you the old early season Dave Lee excuse. Dobbs with Green Bay gets carted off after the second play of the game. Whatever. I don't even know. I don't even what, have bench points you can point to. I just want to know what a Sankey is. What's the inside Bishop, scoop on that? Bishop Sankey. Bishop Sankey. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-oh. Help me. <laughs> uh, Bishop, Bishop Sankey, I guess it was – it's probably about 10 years ago was the uh, first-round draft pick uh, by the Tennessee Titans out of the University of Washington. And I was – it was during the time of our league. I was super high on Bishop Sankey. I thought he was going to well, be – Multiple years. Multiple years. Years Multiple one, two, years, three, yeah. Three. If you go back and look at my team from that era, it was Bishop Sankey. And, I mean, he never did anything. He, I thought what Derrick Henry is doing is what Bishop Sankey would do. And I couldn't let go of it. I couldn't give up on the dream of Bishop Sankey. He looked like Derrick Henry looks like for that team. I just didn't have the right, you know, Derrick Henry was still at Alabama. I should have held out, but that's where I moved it to Bishop Sankey, but who cares? It's a bad team. I'm building for next year. I do have the keeper components. I'm going to have probably the best. Here, here's the question I got for you. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Keeper. Well, hold on. He's a keeper. Right? I drafted him. I drafted him. <laughs> that, that's been established now. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Last week, he had 12 points, basically before halftime. And then he went and talked shit to Kyler Murray and said, why are you not throwing me the ball, motherfucker? Guess how many passes he got after that? 
Zero. Zero. So, so what's, how are you going to personally get out there and fix that relationship? What's happening here? No, but uh, I mean, first of all, Kyler's not even playing this week. I know the the, Wait, the he's not? no. Well, he's game time decision. He, he's going to be playing this week. I don't know. He's <laughs> who knows. What What's even more awesome if I can cut you off is your team had seventy two and you had two on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't beat myself up. I played the wrong guy. You made the right call. Exactly. There's something to be said about managerial efficiency. Let me. You're a game. You're a game manager. I am. I'm going to maximize my talent at all time. Hey, Dave, don't shit on my parade. Don't pee on my parade. All I've got is my keeper scenario, of which Hopkins is one. And I know you're a little butthurt because you traded him and now you're regretting it. But we'll get yeah. to your team in a minute. No, no, no. Hold, let me finish. Let me finish. Regretting trading Hopkins? Oh, yeah. That was a mistake. As a keeper? He's 33 years old. He's not 33. He's 31. Whatever. Dave, they're going to resolve the collar. He's still a stud. They're going to resolve it in the offseason. I know they just signed him to a long-term deal. The Bidwell family is not happy. First of all, Cliff is going to get fired. Cliff is definitely getting fired. And you think that helps? Yeah. Get somebody in with an offensive mindset. Well, You have a guy who wants to throw the ball nine out of ten times. Look. Cliff Kingsbury was an awesome high school football coach. Yeah, he was a great high school coach. <laughs> Much like Jeff Saturday, uh, Jay Fox, new head coach over there with the Colts. And he did pretty well in college, but... He, he didn't do that well in college, actually. He had a couple years with a couple players named Holmes and Mayfield. Yep. I- and that's enough to get you promoted to the NFL, apparently. Well, look how it's working out for some of these, uh, the young, uh, you know, wonderkins. Zach Taylor is terrible. Uh, Staley is terrible. Uh, Kingsbury is terrible. The kid in Green Bay, shave that fucking mustache, LaFleur. God, that looks stupid. And however, the kid in Miami is doing pretty fucking well. He's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And he's some a funny guy. <laughs> some of the kids are doing okay. McVay's still a kid. He's doing well. I mean, not great this year, but overall, you know, he's a solid coach. Overall, he's a guy you you would respect coaching your team. Yeah. No exactly. doubt. Exactly. But, uh, you know, some of them are frauds. So there has to be a balance between the more experienced coach. And I'm happy to talk about anything but my team, which is why I'm going down this road. The more experienced coach, blend it with a younger, new idea coach. Because Pete Carroll might win coach of the year this year. The guy's like, he's almost 80 years old, isn't he? He's in his set well into his 70s. Let's put it that way. He is. Yeah. And then Dennis, that's a nice win for Dennis because he didn't have a good week, but he was able to push through anyway. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup, Geno Smith's been cooking. So kudos, kudos to Dennis, no doubt. He had a good week against a a poor team. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? Those are the games you absolutely have to win. Got to win. If he's playing uh, Coldplay, uh, the tailgaters, and he loses, he's not going to feel that terrible. But if he loses to Bishop Sankey, that's not a good week. He's going to that was that was a, that was your typical trap game for Dennis, and he managed to pull it out. The question for Dennis is: If Andrews is really, really hurt, and when Jamal Williams goes back to the bench with Swift, what do you do? That's one of those unanswerable questions. Oh. Dave. All right, let's move along. Dave, you had a, another good week, not the banner week that you had the week before, but certainly good enough to meet my fellow shit team who actually scored lower than me last week. X-Men X-124 against the Detroit House of Half. We've seen his decline. We've been tracking it over the many weeks, and he has hit rock bottom with 65, which I think it's the low score this year. I know it because I had that score. I might have had a 64. And the low score ever for this league is Jay Fry, 60 points back in 2019. So Actually, you- if I if I could correct you, uh, X-Men 
I had 62 in week one. Oh, thank you. You can interrupt me. So you're you're off the hook. He lost to uh, the Lincoln County Warriors, 93 to 62 in week one. Warlords. There's Sorry, Dave. <laughs> no problem. Uh, but Dave, freaking look. I don't want to be involved in this this patting him on the back for Justin Fields. No one could have anticipated 47 points. No one. But I'll pat I'll pat him on the back. No, I saw you texting him it too. Go ahead. <laughs> pat him on the back. Congratulations. I think that that was a a skilled pickup. Um and I think Dave's team is a has suddenly become a serious contender based on the moves that he's made. Yeah, outside of, outside of Kyle Pitts, <laughs> that's my that's my one problem. Yeah. Because well, Kyle involved. Pitts is everybody's problem because I had him, Michael had him, we all passed him over to you, and yeah. Right. But anyway, Dave, your your team's on a roll, dude. You you should be happy. We're on a roll. So this week I've got the Teds. So if I can beat the Teds this week, I th- I think mathematically that will take the Teds out of the playoffs. We're going to get to that here in a second. Um, so just let me let me just comment that Dave in week week eight was the highest scoring team at 152, highest in the league, and in week nine at 124. Prior to all the moves that he made leading up to week eight, Dave was averaging 92 points a game, 92. And it's now suddenly averaging 138. So I'm, I'm going to take my hat off to you, Dave, and say you've made some great moves, man. Never stop making moves. It's, uh... you know, I'd had a lot more to drink when we talked about your team at this time last week. And I, can, I also congratulated him last week on the pod and said I was going to live vicariously through his team. But I'm not going to do that. But you've done a great job turning it around, Dave. Um, I'm not feeling it as much as, as I was last week when you had 150 because you're playing Detroit House of Hef. You may as well have been playing the Bishop Sankey uh, squad. 65 points, one of the lowest point totals we've seen this season. This team stinks. And like like my team, oh, actually, he had some bench points. Congratulations. He had 22 out of Derek David Carr. For the uh, Raiders. I, you know, I want to say that early on in the first couple of weeks, maybe first three weeks of the season, we were saying Hef's got a pretty good team. I mean, he went 118, 128, 100 points uh, in the first three weeks. And since then, he has dropped down. He's averaging uh, 89 points a game over the last five weeks. So he's in a world of hurt. This is not going to help his overall record, that's for sure. No doubt. Well, yeah, half welcome to my world. I am pretty sure that you and I are going to square off in the toilet bowl, late, hopefully late round toilet bowl with me having two wins already and not having to worry about this at all, not one bit. And I'll be right there with you guys, so we'll fight over finishing last. So, All right, let's, let's talk about it. You've had a, an excellent week, Joe. You won 153. Uh, to 112 for Via's Vagina, another team we've been tracking the gradual descent into ugliness with. Uh, what were the keys for you last week, Joe? Uh, the key was Devontae Adams finally getting the ball. Uh, I, I, I want to say he had 36 points, and I want to say he scored all 36 in the first half. I told you it was going to happen. get the ball in the second happen. half. <laughs> and I think Dave had like a three-leg parlay on that fucker, and Collected a bunch I don't of money. even remember doing it. I just remember last week you and I talking about it and me saying, this is bullshit. They're going to do nothing but throw this motherfucker the ball in the next game. And sure as shit they did. Except, to your point, Joe, for whatever reason, only in the first half. And then they never threw him the ball again. Exactly. They got a 20-some point lead and stopped throwing him the ball. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was, uh, I was surprised, but Hey, it's a rare win for me, and I was pretty happy with it. Uh, ETN had another good game. Uh, if it wasn't for Adams and ETN, I would have lost again. But uh, I'm at well, three and six, and the world is the world is my oyster. 
you got something with Smith Schuster as well, right? It's he's become he's become like a Kelsey light, where when Mahomes doesn't know where to go with the ball, he just checks down to him and doesn't score touchdowns. What does it matter if he's catching eight balls a game? Yeah, he had 18 points, and I don't think he scored a touchdown. So he had a bunch of catches, and I'll take 18 out of him week after fucking week after week. Absolutely. If I get that kind of production out of him, I'm I'm happy. His last three weeks are 18, 25, 22. After starting the season, 6, 9, 13, 4, and 11. Yep, I'll take it. Yeah, no, it's good. Um you're right there. We're going to talk about your situation in a bit. No, uh, Smith Schuster. If he starts catching some touchdowns, Joe, he could be putting up double that easily because of the number of possessions he gets. No question about it. Um, over on the Venus for vagina, we've been saying there's issues there. The thing to me that I'm dumbstruck is he again played this guy. We talked about him last week because we both admitted, Dave, we didn't even know who this Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan Thornton, yeah. Who is that guy? I don't know. He had two. He had uh, Mike V played uh, two weeks ago. He had two points. He kept him in. He had confidence in him for some reason. He he cut his production in half. He had one point. He can't play him this week. Because the Pats are on a buy. So he's... here is Tyquan Thornton's season thus far. Zero, <laughs> zero, 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 two, two, 20, 20. Two, two, one. And I think that's why Mike picked him up was after the 20. I don't get it. And Mike V, I'm always saying how savvy he is with his moves and his roster. Uh, trust me, he's got a spreadsheet with every player in the NFL in it. And he's got it all. He's got a pivot table and Actually, him and Anthony probably compare notes on their pivot tables and who <laughs> knows what's going on there. But. Even if you add the 24 on where he would have played Robinson over Edward Solaire and he would have played any of the other players over Thornton, he, he's not going to beat Joe. Not, this week. not that week. <laughs> it was solid. It, it is nice uh, to go back to what you said. It's nice to see Devon taking the ball again because he's, he's just fun. Well, here's what Joe B's got. Joe B's got a situation where – if he, and I think he still has a chance to make the playoffs. And I know we're going to get to that, but he also has four wide receivers that are worthy of starting every single week now that Debo's back. Yeah, be- but, but I'm playing Frim Dog this week. And ah, well, you got a little trade bait. You got a little trade bait. Get you, get you a keeper. <laughs> I'll get to work on that. But yeah, Frim Dog. Yeah. The last game to talk about, Supreme Leader Fry had 110. Anthony uh, needs some TDs, 64. I mean, Joe Mixon, what the fuck? Boy, some output in there. 54 points out of Joe Mixon. Jake Wright never had a chance no matter what. It's like the third, fourth highest of all time uh, scoring for a running back, right? And I don't think he even Where did that the, come from? He didn't, even play, he didn't even play the fourth quarter. <laughs> right. You're kidding. No. No. They pulled Burrow, too. They pulled Burrow <laughs> in the third quarter. That game was so upside down. Yeah. And, um, you know, pretty good. Dallas Goddard with 24. Christian Kirk with 21. Um, and then uh, Allen, your boy, Joe, with 24. So... I mean, he probably wins that game even if Mixon has just an average 20-point game or 15-point game. But, yeah, I mean, just blew it out. Strong, strong, strong performance, and it could happen again. Uh, Supreme Leader Fry, Jay Fry, once again, and Dave, you've made fun of this, but the looking at points against does matter because Jay Fry was just crushing the league on points against. He was by far the lowest. And he's been stung multiple weeks in a row now against teams that have put up bigger points, which is how it usually works out for the most part. Joe last year got burned and never caught up, but it usually catches up. And it's catching up with with uh, Supreme Leader Fry. I don't know. If I could chime in on that, um, Supreme Leader Fry, to your point, is scoring is 151 a week against him. 151 over the last four weeks. 
158, 128, 152, 164. So he's he's gone up against the toughest in, in the league and has paid the price for that. And and conversely, if you went back and got the other weeks of the earlier, season, he was like 150 below the next closest person. So through the I first four that. weeks, teams were only scoring an average of 83 points against him per week over the first four weeks. Yeah. So he yeah. built his record based on playing shitty competition. So then that that becomes the question as we do the we'll we'll pivot now that we've covered all the games we'll pivot over to likelihood to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to track that like we did at some point in the season. Um, and I'm just going to give you the the rundown on what we said. So this was back um, a couple months ago and we uh, there were four of us on the podcast that looked at Dennis was on also. And we looked at the likelihood of teams to make the playoffs. And I'm going to give you what it is as we go through each team. The first team uh, that we're going to talk about the tailgaters cold play. They're seven and two. I don't know, Joe, I don't see any chance they don't make the playoffs. Uh, no weaknesses on this team. I think they're going to be number one going into the playoffs and, you know, unless they have a, some kind of injury issues or whatever, I think Trim Dog is looking pretty good. Definitely number one on the uh, making it to the playoffs. So in our early season outlook, um, we all four of us on that podcast said that the Telegators were a team that was going to make the playoffs. So no huge surprises there at all. Um, let's move on to the next team. Need some TDs. Seven and two also uh, been putting up a lot of points. Joe Mixon helps matters, but he's got other players that can blow up. Uh, Dave, there's no chance they don't make the playoffs, right? He, he's going to make the playoffs. How well he does in the playoffs is going to depend on Allen's health. Totally agree with that. Yep. Good call. His one and two players are number one is uh, Allen and number two is Diggs. And I'm thinking Allen's going to be out four to six weeks with his UCL injury. And if that's the case, then Antony could be toast. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, up, that team in general, right? It's talking real football, not our football. They're going to make the playoffs, even yep. if they set him four to five weeks. So it's you'd rather see him right than wrong. I would – if he plays – then whatever they've been talking about are, is not as bad as they've been talking about because you'd be silly to push him out there when they're going to make the playoffs anyway. Everything I'm reading is he will not play this Sunday. And so uh, Anthony went out there and got Jimmy Garoppolo to replace the 50 points that he was getting a week from Allen <laughs> with the 18 a week he'll get from Garoppolo. So it suddenly becomes suspect. But, um, you know, solid team. He's there. It all depends on uh, – Here's the thing, you know, if 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 Allen's out, Diggs ain't going to get the points that he's been getting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's a reality. And he's I think so far Michael ahead, and right? you have mentioned it many times over the last couple of weeks. And he's riding with the Bills, and if and he's Allen's so far ahead in in wins and points, it would be it would be catastrophic if he. I don't think he'll he'll fall down that far. But the good news is with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm, he can get a fifty point woman. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. In the panel, uh, in terms of Anthony's team, every it was unanimous that it would make the playoffs. So, so far, we're, we're two for two on our panel predictions. Uh, moving next down the list, the mean machine, Dennis, six and three. He's got some games ahead, but we're pretty deep. We're 13 weeks in total, right? And this is going to be... So we've got four weeks left. Is that right? Four, four, four to go. Yep. Four to go. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this team ends up missing the playoffs. The mean machine. They, they've been very weak over the last six weeks or so. He's had some fortunate wins, but he's had, remember he started four and oh, this team. Uh, he, he looked like the strongest team in the league and I think he's fading. I'm, I'm saying no playoff on him. None. 
Wow. Um, I think he has the players to still make the playoffs. I'm just looking at who he has starting this week. And uh, maybe I don't know something he knows, but I, I, I'm not sure I would start Jamal Williams or Antonio Gibson over Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones could go for 40 any week. I think you got to ride that. Okay. Um, so the thing with Aaron Jones was he's been showing is like he was, he was at the beginning of the week, a D for doubtful. Then he's been questionable. It was just in the last few hours before uh, we got on this podcast that they said he was going to play this week. So, oh, okay. All right. All right. Probably he was just putting him down there. I still think he has a team that, that will make the playoffs. I really, he, he has a lead. He's got points. He will have to have a catastrophic decline to not make it. That's just my opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. You know, he's got let Gino cook and uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper's going to put up 20 to 30 every week. Um, I'm, I'm saying that he's going to be one of the last teams to squeak it into the playoffs. I mean, he has a 90, 93% chance to make it right now. That I would think be he's in. Yeah, he'd have to fuck up colossally. Oh, we're talking about Dennis. Yeah, exactly. It could happen. He could fuck it up colossally. Yes. So Dave is a yes. Dennis. I think Joe is a no along with me. Not going to make it. All right. So our preseason panel. Wait, wait, Joe. You say you say Dennis is not going to make the playoffs? Oh, I think he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you yeah. said. Oh, you say yeah, you I think that's it. Okay, all right. Yeah. Unless he totally fucks it up somehow. Correct. Right. Yeah. Dennis can do. But, but I'd like to believe that he's in. It was a split decision. Uh, there were two votes for his team to make the playoffs. So there wasn't a lot of confidence from the panel at that point in time. Uh, there's only three of us. There's still a little reservation on the panel side. So, okay, well, we'll see. He uh, had a 50% chance of making it last time. Now he has a 66% chance of making hey, it. Hey, where is Dennis tonight? Why is he not on the pot? He uh, was heading uh, down to do some camping on the beach in Galveston. He's been given a breather. Yeah, good for him. Awesome. No, totally made that up. I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's been given a breather for the podcast. All right, the next team to look at, Lincoln County Warlords, who I bet would not make the play. No, I bet would not do as well as I did or not make the playoffs. It doesn't matter because uh, I'm probably losing this bet. Warlords, six and three. Uh, they're another one of these teams that have gotten some wins, but oftentimes against soft opponents. Uh, the rest of his schedule is a much more challenging schedule than what he's had so far. I'm going to say this is not, this is not a playoff team. Uh, I'm going to go against that. I, I think he is. Um, to your point, earlier point, he's had some good weeks and some bad weeks. He had a 65 in week six. Um, but he, if you throw that out, he's scoring about 130 points a week. And if a bear, uh, and Chubb continue to do their thing. And if Cordell Patterson gets off the schneid, uh, I think he's back in. Here's the kicker. He's got Jalen Waddle and A.J. Brown. Did you trade A.J. Brown to him, Dave? Yeah, I, I traded, traded A.J. Brown to Dave. Both of those guys. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he's been passed around a bit. Yeah, so, I, you know, if you look at his wide receivers between Waddle and Brown, I – He's good, and if Abair or I keep calling him fucking Abair, Herbert, Herbert uh, can get off the Schneid, I I think he's a playoff team. I agree. I think that he is a playoff team. The only thing that can fuck up his chances is if he plays the wrong players. Oh, the whole management thing. Yes. Our panel, our panel said that only one person on the panel. Oh. Before- thought the Lincoln County Warlords would make the playoffs, and that was you, Dave. Hmm. <laughs> Love to see so, it. So the confidence has certainly increased from 25% up to 66% of making the playoffs. 
Here's my last comment on that is he also has Mike Williams sitting on the IR. And if Williams gets back into the starting lineup, uh, he could be a dangerous team. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but he'll get Justin, into the playoffs. Justin Herbert has been playing at 50% effectiveness, maybe even yep. less. My two cents is that there's two quarterbacks in this league I really love. Number one is Josh Allen. Number two is Herbert. I think he's a great fucking quarterback. He well, hold needs, on. You got, you he got, got some more help. Yeah, I agree. You got to look at his numbers this year. They're not good. His numbers aren't good yep. this year. His support has been terrible. I think he's an excellent quarterback, but he's had bad support. I don't think, he, I think he's got shitty coaching, and that's, that's that. a big part of it. Shitty that. coaching, shitty line, injuries to the wide receivers. Yeah, no doubt. Qual- quality fucking QB in this league. But his highest weeks were weeks one and two. He had 29. Since then, he's only been in the 20s twice. He's not been the guy you th- – what he can do and what he's he – He's not did. what we thought he was. All right, moving along in the list. So, so far, <coughs> Eddie, both uh, Dave and Joe have said the first four teams are going to make the playoffs. So, you only have two left out of the existing teams to select to the playoffs – I've got two that I've chosen so far, so I have four more to come up with. The next one on the list is Supreme Leader Fry, Dave. Supreme Leader Fry. Is he one of your final two? Yeah, so Supreme Leader Fry is not one of my final two. I think that Jalen Hurts has been incredible this year. I think the teams will start spying him and not allowing him to, to throw the ball and run the ball like he has. Fournette's been terrible. I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting any better. Dan Pierce has been good, but he's on a really awful team. St. Brown, eh. Ayuk, he's now option five in that offense. Kelsey's an X factor. Pierce is on a team that is just miserable. No, not, not making the blast. All right. Uh, totally agree. Joe, Joe is also a no. Not thinking that our guy Jay Fry is going to make it. Um, I I do think this team is a playoff team because he's got some real blow up players, and that's what you really want towards the end of the season. So blow up players that he has a for sure blow up potential blow up player hurts. If I told you he goes for forty five next week, you're probably going to believe it. I mean, Dave absolutely could. He's also got uh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey can go out for 40. You never know. It's happened this year. Um, and then he's got this Brandon Ayuk who, you know, that put in 11 points projection. He's a guy that could end up with a solid 35 week. And we've seen it with St. Brown with the, with the, the uh, Lions. He's had a couple of huge weeks, not recently, but a couple of huge weeks. So he just needs some of his blow up guys to completely blow up. And he, we may find out this Heinz, uh, the guy from. Uh, <laughs> Love to see it. Hakeem Heinz, is that his name? Nikeem Heinz. Neheim Heinz. Naheem Heinz. Whatever the fuck his name is. Heinz. Yeah, the, the running back that was traded from the Colts to the Bills. He might become a bigger part of the equation in Buffalo. We, we don't know. You can't judge it after he's been there one week. I like this team. I do think this is a playoff team. Uh, be very I, I'm going to change my uh, thoughts on, on Jay Fry's team. Uh, I just pulled up his stats. He's averaging 151 points a game over the last four weeks, uh, which is about as good as it gets right now. And in the first six, five weeks, he was only averaging 88. Uh, so I'm going to say Jay Fry makes the playoffs. Excuse me, I was looking at the points against. I was just I was just looking at <laughs> uh, yeah it's not 150 it's probably about 120 maybe yeah he's uh scoring 109 on the average over the last four yeah he's uh basically at about 118 but the one week he had 81 I'm on a, I'm on the fence with Jay Fry. Well, non, we can- non-committal. I'm going to be Switzerland on Jay Fry. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Okay, not taking a position. Fine, Jay Fry. 
his team, Supreme Leader, three of us on the panel said he would make the playoffs. So he had a 75% confidence then. Uh, now he is at a 50% confidence since Joe B has re recused himself for some reason on uh, weighing in on that. All right, the next team, X-Men X. Dave, are you going to make the playoffs? You are five and four and coming on strong. I, I think so. I mean, we'll see. This is a big weekend. If I can win this weekend, it's a good thing. I think I have blowout possibilities with, I mean, what, what does what does Indianapolis have to do but run the ball forever now? And as of Tuesday, Jonathan Taylor is healthy. I think that Christian McCaffrey in the San Francisco lineup is the most explosive player in all of football. CD Lamb's going to catch balls. Alave's going to catch balls. Kyle Pitts is a fucking dick sucker. I hate him. Uh, Najee Harris is going to get 10 points as he does every week. The Eagles are probably the best defense in football. And I've got a kicker that will kick a 54-yard field goal or so. Whatever. I like my team. I like my bench. Um, yeah, I'm going to jump in here and go, I right now today, mark me down as Dave wins the championship this year. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa, Joe B, I like it. Yeah. Oh. I feel very strongly about Dave's team. He's made some great fucking moves. Don't, um, don't say that, Joe B, until you look at week one in the playoffs and how many people have them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give a uh, yes to Dave also. In the preseason or uh, early season panel, only one person out of the four voted for the X-Men to make the playoffs. That play was me. <laughs> and that was you, Dave. That was you. Very good. All right. And uh, yeah, that's a yes for me. Uh, Huddle Hussey, four and five. Dave, I think you still have one team to select into the playoffs, right? I am taking this team into the playoffs. Their team on paper, when you look at without the injuries, is a top-of-the-line team. You just When you lose that many players, I want to believe that at least two of them are coming back. And Joku this week was supposed to come back. He's not. But it sounds like next week. And it also sounds like the shorter end of what's going on with the, on the Cincinnati side is going to be for uh, for their wide receiver. So I let's see what happens. I'm going to say no. Not a yes. That's a yes for me. Uh, yes for Dave. No for Joe. Uh, that's a yes, yes for me. That's an absolute yes for me. This team has shown it can blow up. And I think Cincinnati's going to finish the season. So, so, so let me be crystal clear on why I'm saying yes, and then you can be crystal clear, because there's multiple things going on here. Number one, I think she's going to get healthy. Number two, she's got a one-game lead over everyone else that's below her besides Mike V, which I don't think he his team is in a place to compete with hers. And number three, she has such a points lead over the other people under her that um, if those players are out for longer than expected, it, it doesn't matter. It's over. If they come back as expected, she's going to make the playoffs. And she's, go, getting, she's getting all, go. Her buys, all her buys are out of the way this week. If you look at the players, she has one, two, three, four, five, six players on by this week. And uh, Jamar Chase to come back at some point. I'm, I'm giving this a yes. Dave is a yes. Joe is a no in the preseason oh, no. uh, pre panel. We said... Uh, zero. Oh, no, sorry. Yes, yeah, zero. We all said she would not make the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm just going to go ride, ride or die with the Bengals. And if yeah. the Bengals go kicking ass through the rest of the season, she's in. If they yeah, don't, going to. yeah. Yeah, ride or die. I'm pretty sure in the preseason, we <laughs> at least I know I said, she was the worst team I've ever seen outside of Todd's. Oh, my God. There was a beatdown on her and her team. We all did. We all took it. It, it, it burrows on a bye. She's got Andy Dalton starting this week. I mean. Yeah, that's funny. It's going to be worth, like, minus six points. I mean, come yeah, on. But it, that's, a, that's an L. <laughs> but what is more on brand for this person that loves the Bengals that drafted and picked up all these Bengals to go to a former Bengal quarterback. It makes total fucking sense. No right. doubt. Yeah. Totally on brand. All right. He'll probably have the game of his fucking career go off for 40 and she crushes whoever. All right. And uh, next is the V 
The V for vagina. Mike V, Dave, you're shaking your head vigorously. Because you know what is really fucked up about this team? He has the number one running back, the number one wide receiver, and it's got to be goddamn close to the number one tight end. Yeah, it's- Hawkinson. Hawkinson. I think he, sorry, been, I just, I there's just, been too many chips pushed into the middle on Kyler fucking Murray. It's and Edwards Hilaire. Like the players that I've picked up, other people have picked up. If he would have picked up players, just gave him like that 10 to 12 points in those other positions. I think he'd be in a different position today. I'm out of, I'm out of spots and I don't think he's going to come back to do it. Yeah. All right. And Joe, your thoughts. Mike yeah. B is. He's going to be right on. He's going to be the last guy out. And it's going to be because of Kyler fucking Murray and Edward Solaire. Hello, Kyler. Hello. All right. Well, the panel uh, said he would not make the playoffs. Zero, zero thought that he would make the playoffs. And I agree with you guys. He's not going to make the playoffs. So the panel might have been right on that one. Uh, next team is the Nasty Habits. Three and six. Joe, you, you think you're making the playoffs? I have no comment. <laughs> so you're going to Switzerland again? I'm rebuilding. I'm just trying to get to next year. It's all good. You, you don't think you're going to make the playoffs? I'd say no. Dave? I think you have a better chance than anyone under you. I think that uh, <laughs> Eddie M's going to keep getting the ball. Well, that's saying a lot, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> well, no, Miles Sanders is – having the year that I wish he had fucking last year when I drafted him, Las Vegas is either going to fire for the third time, whatever that short white douchebag's name is from New England, who's their coach that has now failed multiple times, or they're going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams every fucking quarter. Every time they throw the ball to Tyler Lockett, they win. I, Juju Smith-Schuster's been good. If I if, Look, if I had a stud quarterback, I'd say I'll see you in the playoffs, but I don't. I have Tom. But you Brady. have four stud wide receivers. Go trade for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Easier said than done. Tra- tra- make me a- make me an offer, Dave. Michael, make me an offer. No, no. I got no. I'm building for next year. Where you must give me a keeper, guy. So am I. <laughs> well, all right. I I actually think you are a playoff team. First of all, your team has gotten very strong. And then number two, last year, you were so fucked for your total points versus the points against missed the playoffs. And over time, this sort of stuff regresses to the mean. I think you're due uh, maybe an easy path to the playoffs. I think it's a strong team. I I think I said that at the start of the year. The preseason panel said about, oh, it was a split decision. Uh, Two yes and two no on that. Look, the issue this week is I'm playing Frimdog. Yeah. He's as strong as it gets. It puts me another game back. So hard, hard to recover from with, what, three or four weeks left after that? It's- so maybe we should do that. Maybe we should walk through who the playoff teams that we chose are playing, actually, at the end of the year. Because it matters, right? Oh, it totally matters. Um, okay. So, and then the final three teams – I think we're all already saying no to Timberwolf Tads. Thanks, Ted. It was a great start. Your first year in the league, you did some good things, and you had some malpractice more recently. But uh, You're in, but you're out. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for showing up. You get a participation trophy. Yep. Uh, two of us said that the Timberwolf Teds would make the playoffs, so we we're pretty far off base on that one. Uh, the house of half. The house of half. Preseason, uh, all four of us said that that was a playoff team. Thought so, and I uh, don't believe it anymore. But initially, it looked like a very strong team on paper. It really did. And then our final team, uh, your favorite, my favorite, everyone's favorite, the Bishop Sycamores, now mm-hmm. Bishop Sankey's. Uh, there was only one person that thought that this team would make the playoffs, as it turns out, which was me. And so that almost doesn't count. So I think the panel confidence has uh, remained the same on this team. Not a great team. Better years are ahead, Joe. I'll give you that. We're very focused on 2023. <laughs> That's our year. We're- 
I've gone from worst to first before. I'm the only two-time champion uh, in this league, in case that hasn't been mentioned already. And, you know, I don't want to make a big thing out of it, but the only two-time champion, I'm curious whether uh, someone's going to join me this year there. Otherwise, you better be a two-time champion and a one-time loser or a one-time champion and a no-time loser. Wow. <laughs> I would always take the chance. That's a statement. No, that's easy. This is how a lot of successful 21st century major league team handles these things. Only mm. win four World Series this century, the Boston Red Sox. And oh. it's very much a feast or famine approach, which is you either win the World Series or who gives a fuck what you did. So if it means you have to have a couple years in the cellar, rebuild and do things, as long as you have the rings on your fingers, that's all that matters. That's, that sounds a lot like the Florida Marlins. You're about to go bankrupt. No, it doesn't because they won. <laughs> they did it twice. They did it twice. We've done it four times. Here's the other thing about the Sankeys. Don't forget, we're in the upper quadrile of the winners. That <laughs> oh, here we go, the quadrile. Of that okay, upper quadrile. Quadrile. Can, we, can we figure out if that's a word? Quattro, speller. It is a word. <laughs> Might have to pull my quattrial out tonight. <laughs> well, no, that's that's like a legitimate thing, though. Is it not? Wait, well, sure it is. If you're if you're in fucking research, yeah. All right, about your quattrial. Fine, but that's still a word. That's a thing. It's a, it's, I'll give it to you. Yes, it is. <laughs> Expectations are high here. Look, we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right. That means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's, that's not a word. That's not a word. It is a word. And I wasn't even saying it right. I was saying quartile. You didn't say, yeah, you, you did not say quartile. You right, said, I think Quatrile isn't that from uh, like Nostradamus or there's did he write in Quatrials? I think that's where I got that from. Where's John Quan trains or something like that? That's Quatrain, yes, he wrote in uh, oh, damn it, anyway. it's not my wife saying fruition. I'm like, no, it's fruition, no, it's fruition, like, no, it's fruition. <laughs> Expectations are high here. Look, we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. The that word. <laughs> or am I? That's a top twenty-five percent, I believe. I think it is called a plot trial. I actually think I'm right in that dummy is saying it wrong. And what's weird is we've never talked about him one time on that on this podcast. It happens all the time. We had an extended conversation about Jim Ursay and his daughters just last week. For no good reason. <laughs> Love to see it. Well, it's an actual word. More time. Advertising platform. Upper 25%. It means upper 25%. Quartiles are the values that divide a list of numbers into quarters. Yeah, I think we got that. Put the list of numbers in order. Okay, you're in. Quartile is a number. It's a reality. I didn't say it. Jim Ursay said it, though. Don't blame me. Well, he's a drug addict. <laughs> Love to see it. My parting shot is to the Houston Astros. Congratulations. We actually haven't spoken uh, since they won the World Series. Great, great year for them. And uh, nice to put another uh, title on the books for them after 2017. And, uh, you know, how they cheated. Remember the trash cans and the buzzers, Dave? Remember all the buzzers and the trash cans? I do. They was some cheating people, weren't they? They really were. Oof. But they put it behind them. Dusty Baker's won his World Series. I think that's amazing. And Good on uh, Dusty. Yep. Good on Dusty. Good on Dusty. Good on Christian uh, Vasquez, too. Vasquez. Sorry, Vasquez. All right. This, this may be the first clean MLB championship in some time, right? Because you have trash cans. You have steroids. No. You have greenies. You oh. have 
all kinds of shit. Don't even lie, Michael. They were still doing bullshit in Boston in 2019. No, that's where I thought you were going. Fuck off. No, we got in the trouble with the Yankees <laughs> with the letter. Remember the Apple Watch? Thing? Nah, they were cheaters, too. They were cheaters, oh, too. Oh, no, everyone knows it was the Astros. Get out of here. The Yankees the said that letter. The you Yankees delete this out. Trouble. They were cheaters, too. No one remember The Apple Watch thing, no one remembers that, Dave. Get the fuck out Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. No one, look, not my fault. That stain is on a couple guys on the Astros. Nobody else in the league boos. That stain is on baseball for the last five years. They cheated. Trash cans. You know what? Be more sophisticated than buzzers and trash cans. <laughs> it's an this sounds logic. like another podcast. Go home. <laughs> Be safe. We love you. So hot and cold, rose ten feet beneath the ground. Don't murder me. I beg of you, don't murder me. Please don't murder me. I sat down to my supper, twas a bottle of red whiskey. I said my prayers and went to they saw me don't murder me I beg of you don't murder me please don't murder me when I woke the dial 600 pounds of sea